0: Good morning. morning. This is so fun. Usually, (laughs) usually I'm sitting in the seat, so to be up here feels like a gift. Um, So I want to start today with just telling you a little bit about me. So some of you students may have already know this, um, but I wanted to tell you about how I got here, how I got to Covenant, and uh, that process a little bit. So. I'll take you back a year. I'm sitting in my college apartment, and I'm sitting there, and I'm starting to think through, all right, God, what do you want me to do after school? Where are you going to take me? What is this going to look like? And um, maybe you seniors are starting that process now with high school. Where are we going to go into college? Um, So I'm in that process. Okay, God, where do you want me? And I was doing that process with my then boyfriend, now fiance, Ben. And we were figuring out, okay, God, where do you want us to go? Where do you want us to start our marriage? Where do you want us to um, maybe have a lot of fun? Where is going to be a really fun community, some young adults? Where is going to be a place that we can go and just uh, succeed in marriage? So that's what our prayer was. And so we were praying and praying and it felt like as time went on, I um, felt like it wasn't working. And in a sense, it almost felt like it was the wrong prayer. And not that that was a bad prayer or a bad hope, but it felt like almost that wasn't what God was wanting me to focus on. So I started talking to friends and family and started to figure out, okay, what should I be focusing on? And I realized as when I was talking with friends that they were starting to say, you know, Allie, where's God calling you? Where's God calling you into this next stage? Where's God calling Ben and you to actually serve in this next stage? And I think, for me, that was a scary moment of, man, I'm not sure what that looks like. See, this other prayer, this other hope, that one would be a fun one. That would be a good one, because we'd end up in a good community. This would be a really good time. This other one, I don't know what that's going to look like. But I thought, okay, this other thing that I was focusing on, Ben and I, our our marriage and the hopes and the futures, ah, maybe, maybe that's not it. So, okay, I'll try this prayer and see what happens. So, praying, okay God, where are you calling me? Where are you calling me to go and to serve? And then an application, I sent that in, some interviews, and all of a sudden I ended up here. And I'm so grateful because not only am I in this incredible community and I feel like this is exactly where God's calling us to serve, we also have an incredible community with young adults, with incredible people who want to invest in us, and where we actually get to start our marriage and our life. And so in a sense, we get the best. But it wasn't until I shifted my focus and I started praying, okay, God, where are you actually calling me? Could I really see and have be open to that call? So today we're going to talk a little bit about that. And we're going to talk about that shift you make. And so I want to ask you, have you ever experienced something where you were focused on something for so long and you really thought it was the right thing and then you realized, ah, maybe it's not. I need to shift a little bit. And then when you did, things started falling into place. So we're going to talk about that, that idea. Last week, um, I was talking to Ben after the service and we were talking about, man, we're really glad to be in something where it's just 11 verses week after week. And because he made the comment of, it feels like that this passage is almost begging to be skimmed over, that you know what's going to happen, that, you know, it's, it's not too complex enough where you know, ah, yes, I know it's going to come. It's almost begging to be skimmed over. And so I want to challenge us because it was my challenge this week when I was going through this of let's focus in, let's be open to What is God saying in this passage? And what is he actually saying this specific week? So hear the word of the Lord. 1 Samuel 3, 1 through 11. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was laying down in the room. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel, Samuel, and he said, Here I am. And ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he went and he laid down. The Lord called again, Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I do not call my son, lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again a third time, and he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood there calling as before, Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Then the Lord said to Samuel, See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make both ears of anyone who hears of it tingle. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Let's pray. God, I just thank you for this passage. I thank you for the way that you worked in Samuel and Eli's life, and I pray that you will work in ours. Help us to be open to where you're calling us. Help us to be open to what you're saying to us today. Amen. So the last two weeks, we have been in this series of growing smaller. Um, What does it look like in the busyness of this life to actually grow smaller and to be with one another and to be with God? So we started in solitude, first week, what does it look like to actually slow down, to actually present and be present with God, to slow down and listen? Then we went to community. What does it look like to have community in your life, who are the Eli's in your life that are actually going to speak words of calling in your life? And now we get to be in service. What does it look like to be in service, to actually grow your life smaller while you're actually serving? So, we're going to talk a bit about that today, and we get a glimpse of that through Samuel. We get a glimpse of how he approached this. So, we've already seen in Samuel's solitude, God spoke, in Samuel's community, God spoke. And in Samuel's service, God spoke. God spoke in and through Samuel. And I want to say by growing smaller through service, we actually get to experience something bigger than ourselves. Samuel, by by him growing smaller, by listening to God's call, that he got to experience something bigger than himself. As I spent time in this, I started asking, you know, but how? How do we possibly do this? It's easy to read about it, but how do we do this? So we're going to look at Samuel. Samuel's focus is Eli's calling, and he has to respond. Eli's calling, and he responds. You know, this makes me think of when you're younger, and um, you hear your parents say your first and middle name, and you know... That that means business. You know that you better get downstairs right then and there. So for me, it was like, Alice and Mary, you better get down here because you know that that means you're in trouble. So that focus, that idea. of So Samuel hears his name in the middle of the night. Weird. He hears his name in the middle of the night. So he goes. He goes to Eli and he says, you know, okay, you called me. Here I am. And over and over that idea of, so he calls, he goes, he calls, he goes, and he's, what do you want? Eli, what are you doing? Eli, his community, recognizes that's not me. That's actually God showing up in your life. And he is calling you. You know, it took Eli to actually step into samuel's life and to say hey look look at what god is doing but first samuel had to actually shift his focus to be able to even be open to that so he had to go from i'm focused on on eli and responding to him and he needed to shift that to i'm focusing on god and where god's calling me and that shift i think is the how I think that right there, that shift that Samuel makes in that moment, and he decides okay, I'm going to trust Eli, make that shift happen. That is the how. I think for us as we start growing smaller, that we actually need to shift our focus. That we can't grow smaller unless we are aware of where God is and where God is calling us because we have we have this life that is filled with school. You just started school is filled with so much homework and so many tests and it's just overwhelming and then you have work and you have all of that on top of it and you're trying to go on vacations and parents, maybe you're trying to make sure your kids get into college and there's just so much pulling at us at all times and what if we actually turn that model of this is our life and this is what we have to do into this life is simply about serving God. I think if we asked that question, that this life is simply about serving God, God that we actually then get the room to ask how is our calling meant to be for the benefit of serving others. But not until we create that space in our lives do we actually get to ask that question. Because by growing smaller we get to experience something bigger. So if we keep going smaller we get to experience something bigger and I don't think we should see service as something that we just do or we just add. I think we should see service as a heartbeat of our life. That it's something that is constantly a part of our life that we're taking part in. So in middle school, I got to go on a mission trip uh, to Africa, and um, I put a lot of things to the side to make sure I could go. And I wasn't quite sure why I was going, but I felt like God was calling me into that. And so I got on the plane, and I got in the car, and we're there. And all of a sudden, I'm thinking, "What am I doing here? God, what are you doing here?" And so we're driving through these windy roads and we get to this village and um, we enter into this beautiful village and they welcome us with this beautiful song. And maybe if you've gone on mission trips, you might have experienced this that people welcome you into their place. And I remember thinking, wow. It's almost like for a moment, I got to experience the whole earth tingle. And it wasn't until that I actually said, yes, okay, I'm going to go, that I could do that. That I'm actually going to create the space in my life to actually go and do that. So for us, what if we actually flipped everything on its head? So what if we took this model and we decided, yes, we are going to commit to this and we are going to flip everything on its head. So we have this model of our life. There's so much going on. and. All of a sudden you come to church and Thomas goes, okay, yeah, now you need to add some solitude into that because you have that space to do that. And now you actually need to make sure you add your community, make sure you find your Eli because that is something that you really need to do. And it's just getting so much and now I'm saying, hey, you need to go serve because that's what we're supposed to do. So we're adding all of this and it's so much and it starts to crack and we're trying to figure out how do we get this solitude and community and service into this base that we have. And so I'm thinking, so what if we actually just flipped it over? And we said, instead of living out of this place, we're living out of this place where our base is our solitude, community, and service, that everything that we possibly do enters and starts from here. And then whatever we have left, that it can be on top, and we hold it. And what would our lives look like if that's how we lived our every day? I think by choosing a smaller life through service, we get to experience God in a bigger way. We get to ask how our lives and our calling is for the benefit of others when we come and start in this place. And I'm very aware that this is going to look really different for me than it does for you, than it does for you. And I'm going to say, so I, I have the privilege, and I'm going to say privilege, because after church today, I get to maybe go to brunch. I get to take a nap. Where that for me is really different than maybe your context. That maybe you're gonna leave and you're gonna go get your kids and you're gonna make sure that they do their homework and get it done and you're gonna go, go, go because you know the beginning of the week is starting. Or for students, maybe you're thinking, no, after church I actually have so many homework assignments that I'm gonna be up way too late doing this because it's due tomorrow morning that our contexts look really, really different. And so this flipped model, I think, is going to look really different for me than it does for you. But I think that if we committed to this model of we living out of this place of the solitude and community and service, that God will actually show up in a way that we can relate to one another and we'll have the space to listen to his call. And then we can actually go and serve. So, I want to end this time by asking yet again, and for us to really be thinking about what is the shift that needs to be made in your life this week? And what would it look like for you to start that shift today just by saying, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening? So, let's pray. God, I thank you for this space, and I thank you for the way that you have called us. Help us to listen to your call and help us to ask where you are calling each of us. Help us to lean into this um, flipped model and to be able to start no matter what that looks like or no matter what that may mean. God, we're thankful for the way that you called us. Amen.